Hey guys, welcome back to the Wisdom and Stuff podcast. I'm your host, Daryl Boucher, and this is where we cut through the Christianese and tradition-based thoughts that hinder us from the limitless lifestyles that we as actual children of God are designed to walk in. So let's go ahead and dive into the Word and see what the Holy Spirit has for us today. Okay, well, praise God. Uh, welcome back to Wisdom is a Tough Podcast, and once again here with Jake Cartledge, and uh, we have been getting into a lot of different things. Uh, we kind of brushed a little bit on, um, we've been talking about just living in purpose and, and just passion and just all kinds of things that way. Um, last time we, we kind of brushed a little bit on the just the imagination and fantasy part of things, and... Um, and just I want to segue into something that with with that Jake had on his heart. Uh, it's even talking about the fantasy part of it because with the fantasy part, you know, right now we have we have a uh, we have a lot of uh, a lot of avenues that people can get involved with in a fantasy realm. You know, and uh, and you know, obviously we you know you we do uh, you know we talk about it a lot, but we have like you know the video games, or we even have movies, or entertainment, or Facebook, or anything online, whatever. You know, there's all kinds of fantasy. I mean, even they even call it fantasy football. I mean, mm-hmm. they literally call it that. You know, right. and 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 the you know the the um you know I won't get into all of that, but the thing is about the fantasy, and th- there is a, there is a a definite difference between fantasy and imagination, and that's kind of what we brought. I'm not going to get too deeply into this because I want to segue into something here with this, but um, but the real difference between fantasy and imagination is um, because God gives us an imagination, but the real difference between fantasy and imagination is a fantasy is when we allow our mind to get involved in a in a, a scenario or a world or a or an entertainment scene or something like this and we we begin to picture a scenario going on or we get involved with with it creatively or whatever like that but we have to become a different person to be involved with that mm. And that's the problem with fantasy is mm-hmm. that, that we think it, to be involved with this we have to become a different person, and so and it doesn't matter. I'm like I'm not I'm not a, I'm not opposed to like you know role play games whatever. But but when it gets into an idolatry situation and it begins to take the place of imagination, then it becomes wrong. And um, it's just that when it comes to imagination, imagination allows me to see something that I haven't yet experienced, but I'm myself in it. And so, in other words, I take a role in that. I actually, as me, take a role in it. So, so what God intended for me to do is mm. to use my, instead of a fantasy is, give you a, a scenario. So a fantasy would be, I'm a superhero, and uh, I got bit by a radioactive bug, you know, and now suddenly I can do all kinds of cool things, and I go around and save people. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a fantasy. Mm-hmm. But I'm a different person in that scenario. Right. See, now my imagination is fueled by the word of God that says I can lay hands on the sick and see him recover. Yeah. So I can I don't have to be a superhero I'm me yeah I can walk up and right. actually have the word of God yeah. and even though I maybe now I I have this done this before but even if I've never healed the sick before I can imagine myself doing it and I don't have to change to do it yeah there's no change involved it's me imagining a reality that's available to me right now outside of my experience and that's what God that's healthy imagination where you're like okay you know once again the Wright brothers created the airplane and they didn't have to change who they were as people to do that Mm -hmm. they just had to unlock what was on the inside of them right you know what was already there yeah and so steve jobs created the iphone even though it never existed before but he had to unlock what was on the inside of him to do it see so there's a difference between masking 
insecurities by a false identity right. and just getting past the insecurities by unlocking who you really are. Yeah. And so that's the difference between fantasy and ide- and and and, and uh, uh, just imagination. And really, when I began to get into that, I'm not going to get into it very much, but when I began to really see that in my life, it wasn't very many years ago, and Lord started talking to me about that, and when I began to challenge every thought during the day that came from fantasy versus imagination, hmm. it literally broke strongholds in my life like yeah. never before. It frees you. It totally freed me. Yeah, you stop acting in fear. Yeah. You stop cowering at things. You stop even yeah. just choosing to say things or, yes. act, you know, whatever. Yeah. I mean, every little thought was like, oh, that's not real. Yeah. That's a that's some kind of stupid conversation that never happened before. And my soul is saying, I should have said this and I yeah. should have said that. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a fantasy. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's not an imagination. That's <laughs> yeah. a fantasy. And, yeah. and so anyway, but it broke strongholds that I'd been dealing with for yeah. years. And it makes room for real valuable yes. things right. instead of a counterfeit value. Yes. Yeah, and, and the role with the thing, I think one of, the, and this is what I want to segue into here with this, is one of the biggest problems with fantasy is it doesn't put a demand on people to be with other people. Hmm. It doesn't put a demand on relationship. Hmm. Right. And so it allows you to feed an appetite that should be fed by relationship. Right. And it allows you to be fed in your own mind and emotions in a fantasy realm. And it's a it, it's toxic to it's, your real it's relationship. It's demonic, actually. Yes, yeah. it is demonic. <laughs> and it's, and it's, and it's it, because you're carrying a demonic thing into real relationships, and it becomes toxic to real relationships. Yeah. So people who are given to fantasy in any level to, to, to higher degrees, they'll see real relationships suffer because of it. Right. And it's toxicity. And then they go back more into fantasy because yeah. they're struggling with real they're, relationships. They're struggling. And so they, they find their control and their comfort yeah. in the fantasy realm. And then it becomes, they are their own God. They are their own God. Yeah. And yes. And so, so with that, like, so what I wanted to kind of segue with that is like realizing that, that, that walking with imagination, walking with passion and purpose. One of the major ways that we do that is we purposely connect with people. Yeah. Cause that breaks, that breaks off all of that fear and insecurities and, and it's not comfortable at first. Right. And there's a, like you were talking about earlier, there's a purposeful discomfort in that. Yeah. Not that God wants us to be, you know, weird and just uncomfortable. He wants us to get past our insecurities right. and past our selfishness yeah. and just walk in a freedom because it's supposed to be easy and light. That's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. You know, but that, you know, it's, it's just like you said, you know, if, if you, if I go and hike a mountain, if I've never hiked a mountain before, it's going to be very uncomfortable. If I've hiked a mountain 10,000 times, yeah. it's going to be easy and light. Exactly. You know, and so it's not a matter of it being hard. It's a matter of my conditioning for right. it. And so um, so I just, just kind of get into that a little bit as far as just the purposeful connection of people. And um, and just uh, I, I know that's kind of big on your heart right now. So just why don't, I'll just let you take away on, on that, that idea right now. Yeah. Well, the hope, you know, it's not about discomfort, right. obviously. Right. It's about connecting with people. Mm-hmm. It's not about fantasy. It's about connecting with people. Yeah. That's the goal. And the reason why we connect with people is because we are in a household. <laughs> yes. You know, we, we are in the brethren. We are in the kingdom of God and, and the kingdom of God is made up of his children. That's right. And so we want to focus on what really matters most. And it's, you know, it's probably not likely that we're going to connect with everybody in the world, mm-hmm. but the goal should be that I should always be able to give something to somebody, That's right. you know, and, and sometimes I take because I, you know, I'm a receiver as well, but I want to be able to give my heart every time when I'm with connecting, when I'm with people, Yeah, uh, whatever that looks like. If I'm, if I'm really good at woodworking, I want to give gifts, but, but it's also just being a blessing to people, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes just listening to people and, and sharing my heart and, and, Oftentimes that does bless people. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> oh, yeah, sometimes it doesn't. I, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but 
the Bible is very clear about that. It, it talks about that there's a separation between the church and the world, and yeah. we're supposed to love the world, yeah. uh, but not like we love the brethren. Like we actually give more mercy to the brethren. You know, mm-hmm. the world doesn't know what's right and wrong. They don't really care, and and we're you know we're called to uh, we're called to bring more people into the kingdom of God, but we're also called to disciple the people that are already here, mm-hmm. and that's very lost right now. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm seeing more of that happen, but I haven't seen that in the 10 or 15 years that I've been saved. Yeah. Uh, and it's sad, you know, it's yeah. kind of, you kind of lose the value of being a Christian. If you're not really discipling people, yeah. you're like, what's the point of this to be blessed? Well, what's the point of blessing? If I can't give it to people, if I can't actually teach others to be a giver and, and to elevate people in this kingdom and in, in, in this world yeah that's good and I, th- I think part of it is um like you're talking about just discipling people that that term has kind of gotten some really weird connotations on it over the decades i've heard it ever since i was saved you know there's always oh disciple this disciple that whatever and 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 we know that that the, the principle is valuable and i'm not demeaning the principle at all it's just that when when the definition kind of gets lost of what that really means yeah or when it becomes something that wasn't designed to become then you see bad fruit you know and so people shy away from stuff and yet i see in the world um because any any principle of the kingdom of god will bear fruit whether it's in the church or in the world yeah right so godly yeah. principles in the world still bear fruit yeah and the things that are bearing fruit in the world are are, are the things that genuinely first came from god yeah and those are the ones that are bearing long-lasting fruit right and uh, and sadly most of the church doesn't pay attention to what the world's doing at all to even see what's working <laughs> right. you know and yeah, uh, they've disconnected with yeah godly wisdom yeah, because yeah. It's the world's doing yeah it. because the world's doing it they're like yeah that must not be god yeah but the thing is what i see in in you know when when I see things rising up in the world, I'm not going to necessarily adopt what they're doing, but I'm going to look for a principle yeah. that that they're that they're craving, right? You know, and obviously over the last 20 years, community has been a big part of it, mm-hmm. right? Community is a big word in the world, and they value community now, and it's because God is trying to to get that that you know lone wolf mentality out of the out of the, the picture, right. you know, and and he and. And at the same time, what another word that I see over the last probably 10 or 15 years is mentorship. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have personal mentors now, personal trainers, life advisors, life you know coaches, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Yeah. And, uh, and that's part of discipleship. Yeah. They don't call it that. But they're, they're but some of them are very good at you know and, and you can see the fruit of it in people's yeah. lives yeah and it's like well they're just building relationships right. and they're they're allowing and it what what's happened in the church is discipleship has come become so many I don't know weird things that there's no fruit hardly yeah. to any they of just it. take a hard left and then keep going yeah it's like <laughs> well you know why don't we just you know it's really it's supposed to be just about relationships in a family that's right. all it is uh huh you know and it's not hard yeah. it's not even complicated it's not even it's not some super spiritual weird right. word yeah. it's like it's just it's just hey i'm your brother and as your brother we're supposed to have a relationship right and uh come and, over have dinner yes let's go to the lake right we can pray over our food right. <laughs> you know it's like yeah. whatever let's yeah. just live life together hey do you want to come spend the night like yeah. let's let's hang out let's go right. do stuff together and talk about life yes and rub up on each other's spiritually you know emotionally so uh-huh. that we were uncomfortable but it's like you know that happens with time too the more you're sure. with somebody the more you learn about them and the more mm-hmm. they learn about you and then you can actually affect change yes yeah and i've, I've just i don't know 
but in the, the, the circles that I've been in uh, since I've been saved, um, most of the circles I've been in have been very bad at that. Yeah. Very, very, very <laughs> bad. Strange. At, I know it's really weird, but it's like, I'm not, they're, they're like, you know, been around a lot of good people who love God, who love the word and everything else, but very bad at... Um, at, at at really forming good good relationships, strong solid relationships, yeah, and um, and uh, and I didn't value it for a long time, you know, probably because nobody around me did, and because I came from a place where I hated people, so yeah. it, it really worked well for me. <laughs> but uh, but uh, the uh, but just looking at it, going well, you know, not 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 all the body of Christ is like that, you know. I mean, looking over the years, and, and obviously I, I've been able to walk into quite a few different streams now, and I see other streams that are a lot better at it. Yeah. And, yeah, they may not, you know, have this or that or whatever. Boy, they know how to love people, though, and they know how to build relationships, and they know how to be, they have community, and they have yeah. they have these things. I'm like, well, praise God. This yeah. is something that we, we need to learn, and I just found that after I saw genuine Christians who genuinely loved one another. And the Bible says, we know we've passed from life into death by our love one for another. Yeah. It doesn't say by how many, how much we speak in tongues. Right. It says by our love one for another. Then yeah. I pass from death into life. And I'm looking at other bodies, uh, parts of the body who are doing this a lot better. And I started asking the Lord what was going on. You know, why, why are the, 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 the groups I've been around not that great at it, even though they say they want to be, uh, it's mostly because they're insecure. Right. That's what I was going to say. You know, they're yeah. so insecure. Uh -huh. They just, they just, they don't even, they're so insecure in actual grace and yeah. in the way things operate that they never want anybody to find out their stuff. Uh -huh. And so, and I've been there. Hey, I mean, I could raise my hand yeah. as high as anybody just saying, I never want anybody to find out my stuff. Right. But when you're secure in grace and you can say, you know what? I, I, I don't want my stuff anymore. Right. I don't value it anymore. Yeah. And so I don't even care if people, just want to give me a hard time about it because I don't want to identify with it anymore. Yeah. So uh, that's, it's you that's know. probably why Nick and I got along so well mm -hmm. uh, because I was actually very insecure, but I think he was too, or at least he was goofy enough to not care. Okay, and so yeah. he just accepted me with arms wide open, and uh, and I had no filter either, so I uh -huh. just blurt out whatever's on my mind <laughs> like an idiot, yeah. and he'd be like, "Okay, <laughs> like you want to come hang out?" I'm like, yeah. "Sure." <laughs> <laughs> I think he was like the only one to do that. So, yeah. uh, well, there was, there was other people too. Like Mel was kind of like that yeah. too. He's like, ah, you're weird, but you can come hang out. Like whatever, whatever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, I think it's so funny. Cause we, when we look in the book of acts, you see, you know, God hasn't changed the formula. You know, it's like, this is a very simple relational thing that yeah. he lines out in the book of acts and just says, they just broke bread together a lot. Yeah. They hung out. They ate a lot. They, they ate a lot. <laughs> That's what I'm You know, and they hung yeah. out all the time because yeah. they didn't have anybody else. Right. They were so, like we talked about the last time, is like, you know, they, they had to give up everything. Right. So who could they hang out with but the other Christians? Yeah, what were they going to do? Yeah. They were ostracized <laughs> from everybody. So it's like, yeah. you're, if you don't, it didn't matter how weird you thought this guy was. He's the only guy that you, you're invited to. So you right. might as well go hang out. And, um, and yeah, it's it's just I, I think that that purposeful connection with people, uh, obviously, I think is is the most important thing we can get a hold of. Where the society today has literally devalued personal connection so much, yeah. and it's a strategy of the enemy. And it's you know you literally don't have to ever leave your house. Right. We know that. You know we've seen this building for the last couple decades, but now you're at a point where you absolutely don't have to leave your house. You could work from home. You can shop from home. You can do everything from home. You go to church. From you can home. go to church from home. <laughs> you know, and there's no, there's literally no 
no sharpening. Yeah. And uh, where it says iron sharpens iron, well, there is something that happens there. You know, yeah. something gets scraped up against something else, and uh, there's such a value in that. And, um, I mean, the other point, too, is, you know, in order to, to, to be sharpened, you better be hanging out with iron. Yeah. You know, and so it do, it doesn't mean that you need to be picky about your friends. It just means you need to look around and right. say, okay, God, who should I be hanging out with? Right. Because if you're just hanging out with somebody who's tissue paper, that's not going to sharpen you. Right. You know, and uh, and it's it's a matter of just you know, who right now challenges me. Yeah. You know who is who is willing and willing and spiritual enough to say what needs to be said that I don't even like, yeah. or who is who believes something that I don't even know anything about. Yeah. You know, that's a great place to be because yep. then you can go in and say, oh, let's talk about that, you know, and uh, it doesn't mean I'm a sponge. It just means I'm just here to be sharpened right. and uh, and I don't know everything and God's big. And so uh, but just getting back to the way God intended it and designed it to be where we're just hanging out together, mm -hmm. if nothing else, just spending time together. Right. You know, instead of yeah. just being recluse. Have a meal. Yeah, have often. a meal. Right? Do it often, though. Yeah. You know, I think some people get weird about scheduling. They're like, I'm just too busy. I'm like, well, you better make perp uh, make time for this. Yeah, right. Uh, if <laughs> I know there's a lot of people in our lives, Bethany and I's life, and she recently she was having some issues with uh, communication with someone from mm -hmm. church, and uh, this this lady was really just pining for her attention, and... Bethany was like, I just don't have time for her. I'm like, okay, then you should probably just tell her that. She goes, well, I kind of have. I'm like, well, did you kind of tell her or did you tell her like, <laughs> right. I don't have time for this relationship. And you know, it's yeah. not that Bethany is a, a recluse, but she you know, runs a business right. and she has other friends she would rather hang out with. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, like it's fine to get coffee with people. But I think most people do that with everybody. They're like, oh, let's just get coffee. I'm like, yeah. no, you guys should go on a road trip together. <laughs> Maybe not, but you know, there's right. there's some people I would like to do that with. Mm -hmm. And other people I definitely don't ever want to do that with. Right. Like I'm fine with working at the church for a couple hours a week uh -huh. with you, uh, but I don't want to live my life next to you. Right. But honestly, for me, being more relational, I like grab at any relationship i'm like do you want to be my best friend yeah. do you want to be my best friend like let's do yeah. life together like right. let's be uncomfortable together because uh to me i just find value in knowing people mm -hmm. and getting along you know just knowing about them and and them knowing me i don't know i think there's like this intrinsic value of there's a safety net with numbers yeah and and there's more joy with numbers. Like I like watching movies, but it's not as fun if, if I do it by myself. Right. And I'd rather do it with a room full of people mm. and where we're all laughing or all crying or whatever. <laughs> and same with church. Like I don't want to be on the stage singing by myself, mm -hmm. singing to myself. Like I'm glad that there's people that are enjoying this and that I get to be a blessing to them. And, and then them showing up is, I mean, the, the spirit changes everything when there's more people. Yeah. And, and uh, like I was telling you, uh, in the upper room in acts, like, there's 120 people there. Right. They knew each other. Yeah. They didn't just show up. You know, someone didn't just hand a flyer. Hey, be at this house, you know, at nine <laughs> yeah, o'clock right. at night, you know, yeah, yeah. In, in the Axe Supper room. <laughs> and they're like, yeah. mm, okay, I guess I got nothing going on. Yeah. They're like, no, Jesus is doing something and we want to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. And their brothers were there and they're like, yeah, we want to be a part of it too. And, and they, you know, they were there for 10 days. Yeah. So it wasn't like a two-hour meeting. No. This is a 10-day thing going on, yeah. and they have no end in sight. Right. It wasn't like they said, oh, this is going to be a 10-day meeting, so you actually have, you know, like the, the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. You know, you're signing up for for relationship of of indefinency right. 
I don't even know if that's a word. But anyway, <laughs> but uh, but this en- indefinite time period for ten days, it ends up being ten days because the day of Pentecost came. But it's like they didn't know. Yeah, and they didn't even know what to expect. It's yeah. like talk about no schedules right. and no no itineraries and no who's the sc- scheduled speaker for this hour. There's no speakers. We're just right. praying for ten days. Yeah, and then after ten days, it says they were in one place in one accord. Right. It took them ten days to get there. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> but they, they, for 10 days, are rubbing up against each other oh, until finally they're just at the place where, like, yeah, none of us know what's going on. Yeah. Let's just be fine. Yeah. And uh, and they were in one accord after 10 days. Right. But that takes, like you said, it wasn't like a bunch of strangers that showed up for a couple-hour meeting. That was a, a relational experience that, you know, allowed... That's what allowed the Holy Spirit to move in a way he's never been able to move before. <laughs> right. And it allowed him to do that. Yeah. And and Jesus knew the cool th- oh, cool thing is he he told him when to go yeah you know he and so he knew it's gonna take ten days <laughs> you know, it's like yeah it's like he could have <laughs> been on the earth for forty nine days and just said yeah go wait till tomorrow yeah no he goes he, he knows you guys go in the upper room yeah work some stuff out yeah work some stuff out <laughs> it's gonna take you probably ten days to do it <laughs> yeah but they he, weren't brothers before they yeah, were brothers after they were they they've been through it and so they all had that but it's just it's funny because you know that that's that ten days that time was so instrumental they had three and a half years with Jesus yeah not all of them did you know but yeah, but yeah. the disciples are different ones but but then you had those who saw him afterward and everything so you had 120 total in the upper room and yet even though they had the, the 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 core group of them had three and a half years with Jesus, that wasn't enough. Yeah, they needed the ten days without Jesus, just being together. Yeah, you know, and that's what allowed the Holy Spirit to flow. Right, and, one uh, accord, one accord. Yeah, and uh, and to to watch that going well, you know, they, you know, even when Jesus said, you know, it's imperative that I go away. It's he goes, it's more, it's he goes, it's more beneficial that yeah. I go away for yeah. you. And part of that, I think, was that bonding. He's like, yeah. if I don't go away, then it's almost Ooh. like he was a distraction to them. That's interesting. It is, isn't it? Yeah. It's like he's, he, I, mean, I never thought about that before, but you're looking at going, well, if, if he doesn't go away, they're not forced to rub up against each other. Right. They could always go to Jesus and say, yeah. settle the argument for well, us, Jesus. That's what they did. <laughs> that's what they did. I mean, it was like they showed that, you After know. After that, there wasn't anything, any talk about that anymore. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. And so now they're like, no, it's us yeah. believing Jesus together. Right. And working this out, yeah, and uh, and then just and then after that was serving, yeah, serving, serving and discipleship. That's right, turning the yeah. world upside down. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> Something crazy, <laughs> but that's that's the mo, you know. That's yeah. the thing. You know, here we are trying to come up with a some kind of a program, <laughs> you know, to create discipleship in the local church. Yeah, when God's like, I already gave you the program. Yeah, it's Acts. Yeah, just read that. I know. Do that. Just and do that. <laughs> be in a room for ten days. Yeah, read, yeah, yeah. That'll yeah. make you. <laughs> you'll you'll be in one accord yeah i know they <laughs> made me not get a cord yeah <laughs> they didn't even have deodorant back then you know it's like they were just like that that room was probably ripe and uh <laughs> oh boy and that, then you got a you know riding a mighty rushing wind come anyway yeah but, uh, <laughs> that's why there was a the spirit of fire yeah yeah, yeah the fire <laughs> we burning, burn this burning all kinds of things up yeah we can't yeah this yeah, we, is not renovated yeah we can't salvage this place <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, there's layers to why Jesus does things a certain way. Uh-huh. It's like, you know, it's like, I'm going to burn that whole thing down. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's just good, though. But, um, you know, it, we'll, we'll kind of wrap this up here uh, real quick. But uh, as far as I just want to talk to you a little bit about just, just that purposeful relationship and making that connection. Um, 
you know, obviously right now we live in a, we live in a society that is very uncomfortable with that, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, you know, if you walk up to somebody and say, Hey, let's hang out. You know? <laughs> People will be like, you are crazy. You're right. Yeah. Right. I mean, I was like, okay, well, you know, so, so knowing that, that this is, this is something that is very foreign to the culture today. Yeah. You know, it's very, very foreign. Um, you know, you know, what, what's, uh, you know, just just in a practical way. You know, what do you think people can do just to begin in building the relationships? And in, in you know, what what could they do right now if they're 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 you know, obviously if they don't go to church, go to church. But um, but what would you recommend other than going and looking like the needy person? You know, who you know is clingy and everything else, not doing that. But uh, but you know, do you think is there anything on your on your mind as far as what they could do? To connect with people? Yeah, just to have some practical things. <clears throat> From a believer's perspective, don't just... I mean, if you want to pick someone random off the street, it might work, uh, depending on where you're at. But if like, you go to work, or you're at church, or you're at a grocery store, whatever, you you know somebody. It's, they're not just an acquaintance. Mm-hmm. Or they're, they're a, a work acquaintance. You've known them. You work beside them. Just start asking them questions about who they are. There you that's go. a that's a good start you, go. you don't have there's no there's little low commitment to that mm-hmm. but it, usually people want to talk about themselves yeah and people are happy to talk about themselves and if you are i remember doing this actually this is one of those things that happened when i when i got filled with the spirit i started asking people questions and i think it's because you said something about it mm-hmm. so i just started asking people about stuff i didn't even care about it but i yeah but I really forced my mind to care about the answer. Yeah. And I was like, I was trying to disconnect. I was trying to not care so much about the question, but what they were saying. That's good. And so I just asked them about who are they? Where do they come from? Do they have any pets? They have this family. Like, mm-hmm. where do you live? And not, not to be weird, but I was just, <laughs> what's your address? Yeah. <laughs> are you home at night? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to know things about people and yeah. it got people genuinely interested in me even though i hardly ever shared anything about myself mm-hmm. they just felt like they were being seen and they were being loved and it was because the love of god was shining through me yeah. i didn't even know what i was doing i didn't know what the end game was other than ask them questions and listen yeah and and then it stemmed into uh people inviting me over or sometimes i'd invite myself over <laughs> and i remember doing that a lot with mel and mel is so nice about it he's like okay and i'd be like what are you guys talking about you guys having a party can i come cool like i already know what when it is where's your house and you know because of that i i became friends with people because i forced myself into people's lives uh and some people were okay with it some yeah. people were not some were not yeah and and that's okay i yeah. i found out who my people were because uh, I was just very open with who I was. Mm-hmm. And I was, I think one of the things that happened to me was shame was lifted off of me. That's good. Because when you have shame, you just hide. You don't want people to know your stuff. You don't mm-hmm. want you, you, and it's this lie that you are this. And it's like, that's not true. Mm-hmm. Just because you did something doesn't mean that's who you are. Right. And a lot of people live that lifestyle and they're afraid to be vulnerable. And when you're not vulnerable, then you're not loved. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. how can you love somebody if they just are always away? You know yes. they're 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 not around to be loved, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's just the big lie. <laughs> yeah, that is that's that's great points there because you know just choosing to show interest and genuinely having interest. Yeah, you know, and that's something we cho- we choose, and that's yeah. something people don't understand a lot of times is you can choose to like whatever you want to like. Yeah, you know, but people are, they they think somehow that that their likes and dislikes somehow are some autonomous force that comes on them. Right, and it's like no, I can choose to like anything. Yeah, and so 
and that that is something that that uh, I think is such a valuable key. Is like if you if the Bible says if you want to have friends, you show yourself friendly. Yeah, it's pretty simple, right? And so, how do you show yourself? Be a good friend, right? You know, if a good friend is not self-absorbed, a right. good friend is somebody that comes up and says, yeah. "Hey, you know what? Like you said, what you know? Tell me about your family. Tell me about where you're from. Whatever." And um and and have genuine interest in what they're interested in, and, and it's not that you know, because I'm not talking about being hypocritical or being some kind of putting on a f- facade that says, "Oh yeah, I'm really into you know some kind of screamo rock or something like that." Yeah. You know? <laughs> but uh, but if somebody's interested in something, I'm interested in them. Right. I love them. Yeah. And I don't necessarily have to love what they what they love. Right. But I love them. Yeah. People get weird about that too. I've noticed. Right. They're like, "Oh, you don't like them?" I'm like, no, but we can still hang out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we live in a very very segregational society that has only placed value on on agreement yeah you know and so they think that value and honor can only be shown in agreement right it's like that's not love no you know and it doesn't mean that granted it's like i i i want to love everybody and and i genuinely love everybody that that i come in contact with at the same time like the word says you know when the disciples were doing something they were let go from being you know beaten and threatened it says they went to their own company yeah well you have your own company right you know it's like my hand has a certain number of members in it (laughs) you know six and yeah it's like yeah it's got like (laughs) fingers a thumb it's got a palm it's got a few things here but it's 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 the thing is it's only got uh, so many members in my hand right now my hand doesn't hate my foot no it actually helps my foot every day put my shoe on yeah it literally helps it every day but my hand doesn't hang out with my foot all the time right you know (laughs) so so there there is that component of there's people that are my people like you said there's people that are are that's my party that's who i am yeah but then there's i love everybody yeah and i'll help everybody yeah and i'll be a part of their lives in different factions and different ways but then there's my people and uh and it's not being segregatorial like oh yeah you know you can't be a part of our clique or you can't be able to it's not about that it's just about saying i want my i want my circle to be as big as it possibly can be right and i want to i i am not about finding my three people i'm about enlarging my circle of love so that everybody can can know that they're loved by me right and uh and now they don't necessarily agree with me but I, i love them you know, yeah. and I don't necessarily agree with them, but I love them. Yeah. And so love isn't isn't contingent on agreement. Yeah. And uh, and that that's a place of security. Some people that have, from with my some of my friends, the people that I disagree with the most, I have the most love for, mm-hmm. and we get along great. Yeah. Uh, part of it's just because we generally respect each other, yeah. even though we disagree with a lot of things. Uh, the other thing is I don't voice my opinion. Either. Right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually yeah. have that wisdom yeah, to right. not just speak against everything they're right. saying. I'm like, mm, yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> you, if people aren't open, then who cares? It's yeah. like, I'm not there to get, you know, listen to my voice. Right. You know, I want to just hear their heart. And, right. And, and, and I do, I love people enough to, to care about something that they're passionate about and, yeah. uh, and I'll support their passion. That's all that I know. care about. I don't care yeah. about their opinion. I, I want to hear about their passion. That's right. I don't even want to hear about their past unless it's like edifying for right. some reason, right. but it's like, what are you into now? now. That's why right. I ask people like, I don't want to ask what's new with your life. I'm like, yeah. that's such a generic question. I'm like, what are you like? I'll ask random people, random questions. Mm-hmm. Like what's your favorite color? And they're <laughs> like, uh, they're like scanning my food at the grocery store. <laughs> like I've never been asked that before. And then they start naming all these colors. I'm like, cool. Like, I know you don't know my name, but I know your name now. Yeah. And I know your favorite color. And I could tell that totally changes everything for them. That's right. Even though I may never see this person again at yeah. Winco, it totally brightened their day. And that's, that's to me is like, that's what I live for yeah. is instilling that joy in people and bringing that out of mm-hmm. people. That's cool. So it's just, it's just such a huge deal. And even, you know, what you've heard me talk about before where when, when people get into strife, 
when they're getting really in that, that pride place where they have to have their opinion heard and all this other stuff, the biggest thing I can do is humble myself and just ask him a question. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and just, you know, because I don't, I, you know, I don't care about the strife and I don't uh-huh. care about what we're disagreeing about. I don't care at all. Yeah. Because there's arguments don't mean anything. It right. doesn't, you know, if you, you can't argue a fact because the fact you can go and measure and find out what's right. You right. know, it's like yeah. if you think that's 12 feet and I think it's 10 feet, let's go measure it. Yeah. There's no argument there. <laughs> I don't want to. Right. Yeah. It's like, nope. I just know what it yeah, is. Uh-huh. You know, but, uh, I but, measured it yesterday. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. It's like, I remember 10 years ago it was measured. And, uh, but, um, uh, but the thing is, like you know, if if people want to argue their opinion, there's no argument there because right. it's your your view versus my view. Right. There's no argument there. So arguments don't have any value at all. It's just a matter of saying, okay, if somebody's trying to get riled up about something, I'd rather just show that I value them. Yeah, and just ask them a question. Right, and r- let them know that I can draw <laughs> from them. And man, the moment that that you do that, usually it just disarms the whole situation, uh-huh. and they realize I'm not trying to put myself above them. I'm literally trying to learn from them. I'm literally trying to glean from them. Right, and usually it just like that pride wall comes down so quickly right. and they're like, Oh, let me reposition myself uh-huh. and let's actually build a relationship very quickly. It's, yeah. it's uh, frightening sometimes <laughs> <No>. <laughs> rage to hmm, let me think about that. Yeah. I'm yeah, like, yeah. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> I'm talking about myself, by the way, <laughs> not other people. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like fully aware. I'm like, Oh, I was just crazy a minute ago. And now I'm yeah. thinking about stuff. <laughs> It's so, but that's a great, it's just, it's a great mechanism. Yeah. It's helpful for everybody. It is. It just, it breaks off the pride. It it, it allows love to have authority in the atmosphere. Yeah. And, uh, and humility is the vessel to do that. Right. Where it's like, I don't need to, nobody needs to know what I know. Nobody on the earth needs to know what I know. I just want to know what Jesus knows, you know, and you have Jesus in you. So let me ask you something, you know, because (laughs) I want more of what you have because I only know in part. And uh, so I selfishly want more. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, but just building those connections and purposely saying, you know, let's, let's defy the status quo of saying that we're recluse and that we can just be independent yeah. and realizing this whole thing is about, it's about just joining with one another. And, uh, you know, I, of course I was doing some study for this men's meeting. I'm doing this next weekend. And, um, and it's all, it's about building. It's what the, the theme of it is building. And I thought about it and I asked God, I was, I just, I was just sitting in, in my living room and I was asking about building. I was like, well, you know, build, I love, you know, it's inherent within mankind to build. Uh-huh. Mankind love to build, yeah. you know, and and things get built all the time, you know, whether they're small or big or whatever, they're just building things, putting things, you know, and I was like, okay, Lord, what does it mean to build? And, uh, and he told me two things. He said, well, he said, and I'm looking around my living room, my, my, the house I'm in, you know, he goes, well, everything in this house was transformed from its original form, first of all. Ooh. And so I'm looking around, yep, drywall doesn't grow on trees, right. you know, that had to be transformed. The, the two by fours in the walls, they had to be transformed, you know, everything got transformed. Right. So everything I'm looking at is made up of transformed objects. Uh-huh. He goes, so he goes, I'm building something, but I'm using transformed object to do it. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's cool. That's a good one. And, then, and he goes, and then secondly, he goes, the most important part is those transformed objects have to be joined to other transformed objects. Mm. Without the joining, you're just at Home Depot. Right. <laughs> it's like, uh-huh. There's no buildings at Home Depot. There's just transformed objects. But until they get joined together, they never build anything. Yeah. And so the joining is the value. Right. And and if you don't join something that's been transformed, it cannot go back to being a tree. And it cannot produce what it used to produce. Now it's only good for something so low, hmm. you either burn it in the fireplace right. or use it as a doorstop. Right. And you cannot, you know, because it's, it's, now it's design is to be joined to something else. Yeah. And so when we get transformed 
as new as believers in Christ, our design is to be joined to somebody else. Yeah. And uh, and and the more people we're joined to, the stronger the structure. Right. You know, and the bigger and the more influential the structure is in the community. Yeah. Uh, but it, it requires joining. Yep. And uh, and if I'm not valuing the joining, if I'm only valuing the transformation of me, I'm not getting the point. Yeah. Uh, I will sit there as a piece of, of lumber at Home Depot my whole life yeah. and never find my purpose. But it's all about joining. So I, just, I think it's, it's, it's cool to, to, to just place that value on connecting with people on purpose. And um, uh, obviously, you know, I, I think if, if people can just, even if, if they're so used to being at home, get out of your house. Yeah, <laughs> you know? right. Do something. Yeah. You know, uh, I used to do that too. That yeah. Because of that very reason, I, I would sit at home and I'm, it was, it was boring, mm-hmm. you know, before Facebook was a huge thing and all that right. other stuff, which is obviously a time killer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would just purposely go to a coffee shop and sit and listen to people and hopefully meet somebody. I wasn't trying to date anybody. I just wanted to like have a conversation with somebody because I was so uh, yearning for relationships. Mm-hmm. And uh, I th- it may have been before I was going to church, and then that whole thing happened because of my cousin right. brought me to church, and I was, I was very timid and scared, but I felt and heard the love of God. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if you know, if you've ever been so thirsty and you take a drink of water, and you're yeah. like, oh, this is so good. Like, <laughs> there's nothing like it. That's exactly yeah. what happened in my heart, and I and I remember feeling. I remember hearing his voice and feeling love yeah. in the most purest form. And I was like, oh, this is my place. Wow. And then I was there for 10 years, yeah. you know, learning all sorts of stuff, learning the word mm-hmm. and, and recognizing like, oh, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm, I don't have to walk around with all this baggage. Yeah. I don't have to be this broken person anymore. And in fact, I can actually bring other people out of that too. Yeah. So good. And so, and that's all because my cousin was like, mm-hmm. come to church with me and then forced me to be there too. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you will be here. I was like, I kind of want to leave. He's like, Nope, I'm your ride home as if I couldn't walk away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and right, apparently yeah. I couldn't. I don't yeah. Know. I was like, okay. Yeah. That's uh, what's cool about that is, you know, here you're so relational and you were obviously you had, you had that hunger and the thirst for relationship even before you started serving the Lord. And, uh, and the thing is like, I didn't, I had no, no appetite for that. Yeah. I was perfectly fine. Not, yeah. not being around anybody. And, uh, and then, you know, people know that, that, you know, before I got saved and I didn't really start seeking God, even after I got saved, I really thought I was going to be a forest ranger. Yeah. You know, that was like, Hey, that was my dream it was like, yeah. Oh, go in the woods, be with trees. Yeah. And you know, Hey, I <laughs> no can actually no, Yeah. have no people around me and just have the word of God and pray and do whatever, <laughs> you know? And, and, uh, that was my heart's cry. Uh, and so, you know, when I would be in church for years, you know, like the, that little, the time when they would be like, you know, okay, turn around and meet somebody and greet somebody. That was like my least favorite time at church. I hated it. <laughs> I was like, I was so full of anxiety. Yeah. And it's like, I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to shake any hands. Yeah. I mean, that was literally, I dreaded that time. Well, and I'll be uh, honest. I don't like that either. Cause it's forced. Well, but. yeah, but you know what I'm saying? It's like, I, it was just because I didn't want a relationship. Yeah. And I was, I was happy just to get out of church as quick as I could. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> And the only reason why I was early is because I'm an early person, you know, yeah. but, uh, but if I, I, if anyway, but I, I just, I didn't want to know anybody. So with me, it was, it was more just seeing, seeing the word and just saying, you know, I'm going to value what God values, even though I literally don't feel it at all. 
I don't feel that value. Yeah. I don't feel any kind of desire to meet people. And um, (laughs) I had no desire that way. It's funny because I I would never guess that. Right. I I know know you've said that for years, but I don't see it. Which is great. Yeah, it is great. I mean, that's a huge blessing to hear that. That's that's awesome. But that was me. I was like, I had no desire. And so, um, yeah, it's just, you know, I'm just speaking that out so so that people know that some, you know, some people might be on your side of it that are so, uh, you know, basically passionate toward relationships. And then other people might be going, well, I don't value that at all. Right. Doesn't matter. Uh It's like I forced myself to say, you know what? I see somebody standing over there. I'm going to go shake their hand. Yeah. And I was so insecure and so timid and so not wanting to do it that I literally didn't value it at all. <laughs> and I literally was like, I'm going to go do it because I think I'm supposed to go do that. Yeah. And, uh, and so I went, would go shake people's hands and I'd be like, hey, yeah, good to meet you. You know, blah, blah, blah. I had no idea what to say and I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to have a conversation. And <laughs> and um, and uh, now, you know, and of course I was, you know, years later, you know, I'm the kind that's like, at church till everybody leaves, uh-huh. you know, and just talking to everybody <laughs> yeah. and whatever. And, uh, and genuinely valuing people and loving people and, and wanting to pour into people and wanting to hear their story. And, and, uh, and it's just, it's just the goodness of God. Yeah, it really is. And so it doesn't matter where you come from. I don't care what spectrum you're on. There's still freedom. Yeah. And it just, it just requires us getting out of our comfortable box right. and just going and doing it. Yeah. Just a new idea. Take yeah. a, take a new step. Yeah. Do something different. Yeah. And it's just purpose. That's yeah. all it is. And that's right. that's where the funny thing is that when you do it on purpose, people think when it's on purpose, it's not organic or it's it's right. it's, it's, it's somehow hypocritical yeah. or whatever because I'm like, well, people go to the gym and they don't want to go to the gym. Right. Are they hypocrites? Yeah. They, just, they just know what's good for them, you know? And But they go to the gym even though they know it's uncomfortable. They know right. they don't want to do it. They have right. to tell their flesh to do it. They have to yeah. get themselves up. They have to go. But they'll, they'll force their way to do it because they see value in it. Right. And... Uh, and so just because you maybe, you know, just feel like you're forcing it doesn't mean there's not value in it. Right. It means you just have to get past your own flesh. Right. That's all it means. Yeah. And it's and that's where freedom is. That's where life is. That's where a whole new life is. Right. Because you're taking, you're, you're turning left instead of right. Right. And your whole life you turned right and that turns into a circle over and over again. <laughs> yeah. But uh, once you turn left, you're going to go on a different path. Yeah. I think we should get back into desiring mystery more. Oh, <laughs> I feel like that's, that's part of it is like yeah. people want all the answers for everything. I'm like, nah, you're never going to get all the answers. Right. Like there's mystery. And, and I guess for yeah. you, it wasn't the mystery. It was like, well, I'm doing this because I know this is right. Yeah. Even yeah. though I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. But you're like, well, something's going to happen. <laughs> something's going to happen. I'm not going to be the same one way or the other. Right. And yeah, at I, least you're in obedience. Yeah. And I, I heard a lot. Honestly, I heard a lot of pastors talk about the value of relationships and the value of togetherness. And honestly, I thought they were they were wrong. And, uh, <laughs> or, what are they talking about? I know. I'd be like, well, that's fine for them people, you know. But, you know, I'm a different kind of guy, you know, apparently, because I don't value that at all. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm good with me and Jesus. Uh-huh. Me and Jesus are awesome, you know. And, uh, um, and uh, but, you know, once once I just begin to be obedient to, to something different yeah. and just saying, well, why don't I just stop being so prideful right. and just literally just say, you know what, I'm, I'm just going to do whatever the Lord has for me to do and step out, do something. And, um, and it didn't, it wouldn't happen overnight. I mean, my goodness, you know how many times that I was uncomfortable, <laughs> uh, how many times I was insecure, I didn't know what to say and didn't know whatever. And, and, uh, and so, yeah, it's just funny because when people go, oh, I'm not that kind of person. Well, maybe you are that person. Yeah. In fact, if you're a Christian, you are that person. Yeah. You just don't know it yet. Right. And it's kind of like, you know, I don't know, there's a whole the saying from the movie Hitch or like you is a very flexible term right <laughs> now. <laughs> 
uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you don't know you until you let God tell you who you are. Right. And you act on that. Yeah. And uh, I mean, babies, babies don't walk because of experience. Yeah. You know, they've never walked before, but they have it in them to walk. Right. So they begin to walk, not based on experience, but because they have something in them telling them to walk. And they fall down over and over again, and they look like little morons, you know, yeah. walking around and bouncing off of things. It's hilarious. Yeah. But they're learning how to do something that's inherently in them. Yeah. You know, it's in their nature, but they have no experience to it. And so, so kids do that all their life where they're growing and growing and they're learning new things because it's in them to do it, but they've never done it before. Yeah. And then we become adults. And we use our experience to tell us who we are. <laughs> and, and that's why Jesus said, you got to be like a little child again. Right. Don't let your experience, let what's on the inside of you come up and yeah. begin to act on that, even yeah. if you fall down a few times. Yeah. But it's just cool how God, he shows us everywhere who we're supposed to be. Uh, we just deny it through stupid adulthood. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, we think we know what we're doing. I know. It's just funny. <laughs> well, we, we need should to, all know. We don't. <laughs> we don't. Well, we need to wrap it up. We're, okay. we're well over time. Father, we just thank you, Lord God. We thank you for this time together. and. Just following for anybody out there, Lord, once again, that is just needing to to break through that barrier, yeah. Father God, of just connection and relationship and community, Father God, and just having true friends, Father God, those that are stick closer than a brother, like the mm-hmm. Bible says, Father God. I just thank you. We speak that over them. We speak, Father God, just that, that their eyes would be open, that scales yeah. would come off their eyes yeah. to see the steps they need to take, Father God. Just a simple step like walking up and shaking somebody's hand, yeah. a simple step like going to church, a simple step like just, Father God, text people and saying, I'm praying for you today, whatever it is, I just thank you, Lord God, just that, that the people who are listening, Father God, and, and those, Father God, who just you, you just want so badly to have a relationship the way you want them to have it, we just speak the grace for it. Yeah. We speak the grace for it. It's by your design. It's by your spirit. It's by your grace. It's not something we strive for. It's just something that we steward. Mm-hmm. And so right now, Lord God, we just thank you, Father God, just for genuine, Father God, friendships, genuine brother and sister relationships. Father God, going on. And we just thank you, Lord God, for the fruit of it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us today on Wisdom and Stuff. Don't forget to subscribe to get new updates and check out our podcast page on Podbean to find all our previous posts and full length messages. We'll see you next time and have a blessed day.